One, two. Let's pray for this morning. Anybody else have anything? Remember, remember that request. Anybody else? Not a good prayer request. Anybody else have anything before we go to the Lord in prayer? If not, we'll ask Uncle Bill to lead us. <laughs>
anybody at all. I'm not known for patience, but I'm sure I could find it. Anybody have a song or a testimony or anything? I don't have much on my heart, but I want to give ample opportunity. I was thinking as they were testifying about being prepared, and uh, I was God kind of brought this to my attention. It was kind of something funny, I guess, in my own mind, I, just the way the Lord brings things to you. But um, seems like in my household, if we're going on a trip, Annie's always ready, and I'm never. <laughs> and uh, seems like, you know, if it's on Friday, we're leaving. Thursday night rolls around, and she goes, are you packed? Are you ready? No, I'll get there. I'll, I'll, I'll get it later. I'll get it later. Midnight comes. She goes, are you ready to go yet? And it seems like I'm always not ready. And uh, she'll be sitting there on Monday, everything's ready to go. And she's enjoyed the week, knowing that she doesn't have to worry about anything. And I'm sitting there procrastinating, worrying. I'll get to it later, find something else to do. Thursday comes around, the date's getting a little more pressured. Ah, it's fine, I'll just put, I'm not going to think about it right now, I've got better things. Friday night rolls around. And then it comes the day to leave. And there's been times I've packed hours before our flight, and it's been miserable. What I'm getting at this morning is don't let your personal life with Christ be like that. When you're coming down to the wire and you're not sure where you're going and you don't know what you've got, you can make your trip to eternity very miserable. And... Uh, it would be a shame for anyone to not get on their flight because they weren't ready. Um, when we're going to paradise, get on board. Be ready. Be excited for it. Folks, we've got the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, to get saved and go to heaven, what more could you ask for? I, anybody else? Have, anybody have a song or testimony before we turn it over to Terry? Turn over you. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Let's pray for them. I believe they're going to sing a song. I appreciate that.
had this song on my heart. Um, now how we go day to day and you worry about your kids a lot. And uh, I try to bring Gracie as much as I can because maybe the, you know she could be a light to them if they see her at church with me. Just remember my children. <laughs>
you know one thing I don't have to worry about is that I'm saved and I know where I'm going. Thank the Lord for that song, those words. Anybody else got something on your heart? Just follow the Lord if you do. Well, it's good to be here this morning. I appreciate feeling the Lord. I'd like to read this morning from the <clears throat> book of Exodus. I'm going to read a few verses from the <clears throat> uh, 12th chapter of the book of Exodus. If you'd like to read with me, feel free to do that. You Bible readers remember and realize that uh, <clears throat> Israel had been in bondage down in Egypt a long time. And uh, they began to call on the Lord. And uh, God began to move. And he was using Moses and Aaron. And uh, God was working to set his people free. <clears throat> and what God <clears throat> works at, God can do. And uh, I, I want to read some about uh, the last plague that God sent. The, the plague uh, where the death angel came uh, through all the coasts of Egypt and uh, what God did to help his people and how God uh, caused the Egyptians uh, to let his people go. <clears throat> so I want to read uh, uh, here in uh, the fifth verse, and uh, I'll just start reading here and read a few verses and tell you. Uh, and this Again, this is Exodus, second chapter in the Bible. Or second book in the Bible, the 12th chapter of Exodus. <clears throat> Verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. <clears throat> and listen to what they do. This is the Passover lamb. Verse 7 said, And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorpost of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, <clears throat> and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Let's drop down to about verse 11. And thus shall ye eat it, and listen to the way they were supposed to be, the condition they were supposed to be in. Thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through uh, the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both of men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And so I want to turn over then and I, I want to read from the book of First uh, uh, Peter. And this uh, helps us to see the application of this uh, in a spiritual sense. And boy, it has a lot of spiritual lessons in it. But in the first book of Peter, over toward the end of the New Testament, uh, I want to read from chapter 1 and I want to read verse 3 and verse 13. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And now you Bible readers also realize that Jesus Christ is our spiritual lamb. Uh, when John the Baptist saw him down there by Jordan, probably never laid eyes on him before. And he said, lo, the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And so then verse 13 says, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children. <clears throat> and now it's real interesting to me this morning that uh, verse that I read in opening was about be you ready for an hour you think not the son of man cometh. And then we sang that song. I appreciate that song being sung about being prepared. And so many people that uh, testified of what that song went to them, be prepared. And then Brother Jordan, I appreciate him opening up. And he was talking about being prepared, being ready. You know, those words mean the same thing. Be prepared, be ready. And uh, the subject's on my heart this morning. Uh, I'd like to use this phrase for a message title. Be ready and be ready. Uh, state it twice. Be ready and be ready. And so uh, back here, uh, when uh, the children of Israel were getting ready to be set free from the land of Egypt and God told them, uh, take the lamb, want you to kill it, want it to be without spot or blemish. And what a picture that is pointing to Jesus Christ. Uh, they used this lamb back here as God told them, but uh, God was giving them a lesson and pointing, I'm going to send uh, the real lamb. And John the Baptist recognized him, and uh, he's our lamb today. I'm glad that I, I ate of that lamb when I was 12 years old. i uh, glad I had the blood applied when I was 12 years old. And, and I'm glad that because of that, uh, just like back here, I'm glad uh, the death angel can't get in uh, where the blood of the lamb's at. And, uh, oh, I'm going to die physically one of these days, but uh, the blood wasn't applied uh, to this outer man that you see here. Uh, it was applied uh, to the man that lives down on the inside. It was applied to the soul. Uh, but I want you to get this down here. Uh, when you eat this, uh, when you eat it, first, verse 11 says, uh, with your uh, loins girded. Uh, and then it was talking over in First Peter about let the loins of your minds be girded. And uh, just to give you an example, some uh, history and uh, what this means as it talks through the Bible about to let your loins be girded. And uh, back in this age, and uh, still that way, uh, somewhat over in Israel, uh, we were over there and we saw uh, people with big long robes on. And uh, if they were getting ready uh, to run or they getting ready to fight, they would uh, take uh, their robes uh, back here and uh, they would uh, maybe put a belt around the middle, take the legs of the robes and tie them up around their legs. Uh, why would they do that? Well, so they wouldn't get tangled up uh, in their robe, in their garment. Uh, let, your go let your loins be girded. In other words, uh, be ready. Uh, and so when you eat this lamb, he said, let your loins be girded. Already uh, be uh, ready to go. If it, if it means to fight, be ready to fight. If it means uh, to run, be ready to run. He said, have your shoes on. Uh, boy, I'm telling you, uh, back here, uh, God was telling his people something. And, uh, I, I want you to know we need to be ready, and we need to be ready. Uh, when I got saved, uh, my soul got ready to go to heaven. 
I'm ready down in my soul, but I'm going to be honest with you. There's times in my life that when the Lord passes by, I'm not very ready to do what God's wanting me to do. These people, Cooper, were getting ready to go on a journey. I'm telling you, we're on a journey, folks, and we need to be ready to do what God wants us to do where he was uh, talking about over here in First Peter, uh, talking about uh, God uh, that had uh, done according to his abundant mercy has begotten us to a lively hope. That means we've been born again. So said, wherefore, uh, gird up the loins of your mind. Uh, let your mind be ready. Uh, boy, I'm telling you, uh, that's a pretty big task sometimes. Uh, sometimes uh, when I try to get my mind on the Lord and on the church and sometimes even when I try to read my Bible, uh, when I'm uh, trying to think about, oh, Lord, what would you have me to, uh, to preach or, or where would you have me to read at? Uh, sometimes, uh, Sean, uh, my mind seems like it's going a hundred different ways. Uh, there's so many things to distract us. Uh, but sometimes when I get like that uh, and I just get down and I say, Lord, uh, forgive me uh, uh, for being uh, so uh, I don't know, absent-minded, uh, so far off track. Uh, God, uh, forgive me uh, for not uh, being uh, focused on what I need to be focused. Uh, God, help me uh, to get my mind on you. Uh, boy, I'm telling you, uh, it takes God in the arrangement. Uh, I just can't do it by myself. Uh, I never did uh, learn how. Uh, just like preaching, I never did learn how to preach. Uh, but if God comes through, uh, then it'll be okay. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, back here where he said this, uh, let's go back and look at these things individually. Uh, verse 11, when you shall eat it, that's the Passover lamb. With your loins girded and your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand. Uh, boy, that staff uh, it meant a whole lot. If they were climbing a mountain, uh, they could help themselves with that staff. If the enemy come, uh, they could uh, help fight him off with that staff. Uh, if one of the little lambs that they had uh, was uh, down in a rough place and couldn't get out, uh, they could uh, take that uh, staff and they could reach down and put it around him. It had a hook on the end of it. They could reach down and uh, put it under his uh, front leg and pull him up out of there. Boy, I'm telling you what, I'm glad that's the way the grand old church is. It reminds me uh, of that woman over there in the book of Proverbs, uh, that uh, woman it talks about, a virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. That's a picture of God's church. It says she worketh willingly with her hands. She's ready to do something to help her children. Boy, I'm telling you what, I appreciate all the help that the church is to me and has been to me down through the ages. And so how do we do this? Now, how do we uh, keep ourselves in line? Well, I'm telling you what, uh, let me get another scripture over here. Uh, over in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2, uh, uh, he said over here, he said, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Well, I'm telling you what, it takes God being in arrangements for you to do that. Uh, we need to uh, lay aside some things. Uh, we need to be willing to sacrifice ourselves and our time. Uh, this is such a busy age that we live in. Uh, and Brother Carl, I believe he uh, quoted the scripture over there about uh, what the hand finds to do, do with thy might. Uh, for in the grave whither thou goest, uh, there's uh, no work, uh, nor device, uh, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. I may have got those phrases out of line, but that's the gist of it. Uh, we're going to die, folks. Uh, 
if we're going to help anybody, uh, we got to get her done. Uh, there's no dress rehearsals in this. Uh, you, you don't get to uh, practice it and then uh, come back and do the real thing. Folks, this is it. Uh, we need to be about the Father's business. Uh, if you're saved, are you ready uh, to go to heaven? Yeah, uh, praise God for that. Uh, but if you're saved, uh, are you ready uh, to be on the journey? Do you have your loins girt? Do you have your shoes on? Do you have your staff in your hand? What I'm trying to say today, listen, uh, this is a brand new year, just getting started. It's amazing to me. Uh, uh, January's almost half gone. Uh, moving on, uh, time goes so swiftly. It's hard for me to believe this is 2020. Are you ready for 2020? Well, preacher, how can I know if I'm ready? I don't know what the year's gonna hold. We don't know, but I know one that knows. I know one that knows everything that's gonna happen to me this year. Uh, I see people react uh, to tragedy in two different ways. I see some people, uh, uh, people, a lot of them's been saved. I've seen people, a uh, tragedy come, and, and they say, I don't know why God let this happen to me. I don't understand why God, I don't deserve this. I don't know why God let this happen to me. Uh, my friend, God doesn't owe us anything. He, and uh, Job said, man is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. Like the shadow he fleeth and continueth not. Uh, why do these things happen? It's life. Uh, that's part of life. Now, uh, some people, they get angry at God and say, why did he let this happen to me? Or, or they'll even say it worse. Why did God do this to me? Uh, my friend, uh, but there's another way I see people react. And boy, this other way, this second way blesses my heart. I see people say, well, uh, this is a pretty hard thing. This is pretty rough. Uh, but God's got this and God's got me. Uh, there's some bad things going on. There's some trouble happening in my life. But praise God, I don't have to face it by myself. Uh, I've got a God that's bigger than all my troubles. Are you ready uh, to let God uh, be the influencer in your life? Are you ready to lean on him? Are you ready to trust him? Are you ready? And are you ready? Are you ready uh, to help your people? I'm telling you what. I got a lot of people on my heart that's lost. I can't save them, and you can't save them. But we need to be ready to be a light to them. There's another scripture over in the book of Hebrews. You Bible readers, one of those favorite scriptures, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, it talks about so many people moved by faith. I'll just name a few, excuse me, I'll just name a few of them. Abraham and Sarah, his wife, well, they moved by faith. And Isaac and Jacob, their sons, they moved by faith. It talks about Moses, how he moved by faith. Boy, he's a, a great man of faith. It talks about Rahab. Boy, what a blessing Rahab's in that chapter. She was a harlot. Rahab was a harlot, and she moved by faith, and uh, it was uh, so outstanding uh, that God uh, put her in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. I'm telling you what, regardless of what you've done, uh, God can bless you if you'll move by faith and trust him. We can be, I'm telling you what, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm glad God does forgive sinners. That means he forgives me. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. And I'm telling you what, well then come down to the end of that chapter and you start uh, chapter 12. It says, wherefore seeing we, all of us, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses. Uh, see, looking back at chapter 11, we got all those folks. 
And, and I believe it even means this. Uh, I believe it means folks that we're walking with now. I believe it means folks that we've been on a journey with. Brother Carl was talking about people that we grew up with. Some of the old preachers and the old uh, Christians uh, that grew up in church and were a light to us. Boy, they're witnesses to me. Well, preacher, how can they be a witness? Uh, they're, they're already gone. Well, praise God, their works do follow them. Brother Carl quoted that in uh, Sunday school too. Boy, if you missed Sunday school, you missed a dandy. I invite you to come. It'll bless you and it'll help you. But okay, back to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, we can see the evidence of it. Said, so let us lay aside every weight. Boy, that's what I'm talking about. Are you ready to lay down the weights that's weighting you down and hindering your service to God? Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And what do? Run with patience the race which is set before us. Boy, praise God. I'm glad today that we've got a big God. He's able to help us. I want you to know we can be ready. Are you ready to go to heaven? Boy, back there to that lamb again that we started out with. That lamb was a picture of the true lamb. Those lambs back there that they killed and they eat the flesh of those lambs and they put the blood on the doorposts. That didn't take away their sin. But it pointed toward Jesus. Brother Carl taught about this in Sunday school. We've got the message. We've got the story of Jesus to preach. But praise God, they had it back before he was ever born. He's been a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Boy, praise God. I used one of the psalmist's scriptures yesterday in a funeral. The psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm glad he's my shepherd. Are you ready to follow him? Are you ready and are you ready? Are you ready for him to be your shepherd? Are you saved? And then if he's your shepherd, are you ready to follow him? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Nothing I, nothing I need that's out of my reach. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. Boy, we got a God that's real. Are you ready to follow him? Summing it up again. Are you ready to go to heaven? You have to be saved if you are. If you're here this morning and you're not ready to go to heaven, do you want to be ready? Are you ready to get saved? Boy, if God's speaking to your heart this morning, you can come and get saved. And if you're here this morning, you are saved. If you're ready, and if you're about the Father's business, being a, being a living sacrifice, laying aside the weights that hinder you, you can be ready today to help your people. We get caught up in so many things, and some of them are real important, but I want to say nothing's important as God. Are you ready? Let's stand and sing a song. And listen, if you're here this morning, and you're not where you need to be with the Lord. Maybe you're lost. Boy, if you're lost, you're sure not where you need to be with the Lord. If God's stirring your heart a little bit, boy, come and let's pray about it. If you're here and lost and you want to get saved and you feel that inside, come and let's pray. You can get saved this morning. You don't have to wait. You can be ready.
And if you're here this morning and you're saved but you haven't been where you need to be with God, things has distracted you uh, and you need to come and get in where you got power with God, where you can be a blessing to God and you can help the people around you and you can feel the joy in your life again. Come and let's pray. Sing when you're ready. Are you ready and are you ready? Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord this morning. Are you ready for 2020? Are you ready for today? See, we can't project out there, way out there. We can talk about it, but it's one day at a time. More, really more correctly, one moment at a time. Are you ready? Have you gotten distracted? If you've been distracted, I guess we all have been. If you've been blaming God for what you don't like, that can happen. That happens a lot. But we need to get off of that and get back focused on how good God is to us and how God blesses us. God gave his son so we can have salvation. And he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. If you trust me for salvation, I'll not only take you to heaven, but I'll walk the path of life while you're living. I know life gets tough sometimes. I'm not belittling that. God gets, uh, God gets glory out of our lives when we trust Him. Even when life is rough, we need to trust Him. Even if we feel like it's hard, say, God, help me. God, help me. I'm trying. Sometimes I've prayed and I've said, God, I'm not doing very well. Please forgive me and help me do better. And God, help me be ready to do better. Would you come today? Let me pause just a moment. I've already preached about Rahab the harlot. We probably don't have any harlots in here today. But if we do, I'm glad you're here. My point is, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. I've had times that I've had people say to me, maybe in revival or maybe right here at Lima Church, maybe after church is over, I say, I felt like I come to the altar, but I, I just really don't think I'd fit in. I feel like I've been too bad. I just wouldn't fit in your church I'd like to but I just wouldn't fit and I've been able with God's help to tell them it's not up to you to make yourself fit God's the one that makes you fit when God saves your soul he makes a new creature out of you he puts you in the church just like when this building was being built there's a lot of bricks on the outside of this building every brick has its own spot in the church of the living God Every person that's saved by his grace has their own spot. God puts you in there. Does that mean you'll never fail? No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean you'll never sin? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means by the grace of God, you can live for the Lord. And if you do sin or mess up or however you want to say it, there's a, a place we can come to. We can humble our hearts and say, God, I messed up. 
please forgive me, God. I want to get back on track and I want to live for you. I remember one time as a young man, I'd been out of church and I got back in church and wasn't too long and I was out of church again. And I come to church and the Spirit of God was working at my heart and God was saying, you need to come come get in. I said, well, I had no need. I, I got in, I got back out. I just get in and get back out. And God said, you don't have to get back out. God said, if you'll trust me, you can live for me. You won't be perfect, but you can be one of my children that are living for me. And so I trusted God, and I came back to an all repentance, and wasn't too long after that, I got kind of down in a valley. The devil said, you're out again. And God said, no, you're not. You're just in a valley. And he said, I'm here with you, child. I've never gone through a valley without the Lord walking through the valley with me. You know what I like about valleys? Every time there's a valley, there's a mountaintop close by. Think about that. He's a God that can take you from the valley and he can set you on the mountaintop. I don't know how long I've got down here to live, but I want to live for the Lord while I've got time. And by his grace, I want to help somebody. A lot of goals we can have in life. And some of them pretty, pretty good. But there's no goal that lines up as good as living for Jesus and helping somebody. That ought to be our goal. Are we ready? And are we ready? Listen, you might have been here a thousand times or maybe just once. I don't know anybody's heart. I can't read your mind, can't see in your heart. But I feel mine like somebody needs to come pray today. Now, if that's you, we're not here to embarrass you or pick on you. We're here to love you and help you. I want to sing another song. And I want to ask you to come. If you'd like to come pray, come pray. You don't have to tell us about your sins. I don't even want to know about them. But if God's speaking to your heart, God's wanting you to come talk to him at the altar. Please come. Come right now. Are you ready? God can let you be ready. He can help you be ready. And he will. You can be ready. Would you come? Please come. Will you just trust God today? Just trust him enough. Say, okay, God. If that's what you want, God, just help me to have the strength to take the steps. And I will, God. Just be ready to follow the Lord. Just be ready to follow the Lord. Bless your heart. Bless your heart, dear. God bless. Come pray with her, church. Come pray with her. Come pray with her. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Anybody else need to come? Anybody else need to come? Would you want me to come to you?
Receiver under watch cure penny letter. I know you don't need to get baptized. <laughs> Everybody in favor of that, raise your hand. Okay. In just a little while, we're going to shake hands. But uh, we got a visitor with us this morning, Brother Will. He's, he asked me when I was back there, he said he had a story that's on his heart he'd like to share. Asked me if he could do that, and I said, yeah. So we're going to turn over to you, Will. That's great. That's wonderful. Thank the Lord. So it was a twofold miracle for me. You know, so once I was blind and now I see. Yeah. So I didn't. When I thought there was no way to make it happen, out of the kindness and generosity. Right. Because we went ahead with it with faith that God would make a way. Amen. It's good, but. Good, Will. That might be able to, to know that even someone that's a miracle. Amen. Amen. 
I appreciate that, Will. I'm glad you shared that. And in a little bit, we're going to uh, shake hands. But right now, I want us to sing another song. <clears throat> and I want you to think about what Will said. When it looks like there's no way, God can make a way. God's able to make a way. And he's made a way so many times. He made a way for all of us to get saved. Why? How, who could imagine that God would give his only son to die on the cross and raise from dead so somebody like me could get saved, but he did. And many times through my life, as, as Will shared, there's things that I just didn't see how it could be put in place, and God did it. Are you ready to trust him this morning? Are you ready to obey him? Are you ready to follow him? Are you ready? Sing. I believe somebody else needs to come pray. I believe somebody else needs to come pray. Please do that. <clears throat> Obey the Lord. <clears throat> Would you please come? Obey the Lord. If you need to come and pray, we'd love to pray with you. Let God help us today. Are you ready? Are you ready to just turn it over to him? God loves you. Please obey the Lord. Amen. 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 If you want to come back up, we'll shake hands with you. I, I still believe somebody needs to come pray. You're still welcome uh, while we shake hands. Uh, and again, we thank the Lord for you. Glad you come. Move real sweet. While we sing, we shake hands. If there's something on your heart you need to do, do that. Please come.
for us good service and good move and good spirit. Glad to have everybody. Thank the Lord. Anybody got anything on your heart to say or do before we turn over for the announcements? All right. We're going to turn over for the announcements. Next Sunday. I thought this was today. The youth group? Okay. Where's CJ at? Your announcement says next Sunday, but youth group's today, right? Right. That was the last Okay, you forgot to take it. That's okay. There will be youth group today. Fifth grade and under pick up is at three, sixth grade and up, stay all day. Mine is for um, if you are in middle school, high school, college, and a young, or a young adult, I want you to look at me. I need you to hear this. I need you in Sunday school. Blaine is going over the articles of faith, which we're almost to the end, but the next couple Sundays are going to be about church government and church discipline and how the church works in dis- disciplining in love and that it's a godly thing and why we do it. So that you can, we can help you understand that it's not something that is mean or hateful. But you need to know. Because if you don't get disciplined, um, just like an unruly child, you become an unruly adult. You become something that is not godly. And the church is the same way. It's your mother. It's your father. And, and it needs to discipline you. And you need to know why. Um, So I need all of you to be at youth group or at Sunday school because um, I think these next couple weeks are going to be powerful. And I think they're going to help our church in a powerful way too. So. Just want to let everyone know uh, the men are starting up Bible study again uh, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. here at the church, uh, and it's for all ages. We have people as young as Rob and Ethan and Cooper, all the way up. Uh, Terry comes, Ken Hall comes, Carl comes, Mike comes, and we just have a whole spew of people. And so I really encourage everybody to come. Everybody is welcome. It's really help to me, and it, I know it's a lot of help to a lot of other people. So if you can make it, come on. Thank the Lord for all his good announcements, and I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I've really enjoyed Bible study. It's been a blessing to me. I, I thank the Lord for it. And I, I said earlier in service, I've really been enjoying Sunday school. It's really been a blessing. Same thing. Uh, please come if you can. It would really be a blessing. Anything else before we come to close?
thank you everybody for being here, especially our visitors. We're just so blessed and honored to have you and hope to see you back soon. If nothing else, we'll ask everybody seated to stand. Ask Brother Cooper to pray dismissal.